on page 583, I hope in Proverbs chapter 27, in verse number 17, look at this verse. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Now, that's a very familiar verse. I love the way the New Living Translation translates that. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens a friend. Let me, let, me, let me back up. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. That's how it's, that's the New Living Translation. Let me try that again. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. I thought I had it memorized in the other translation, but I didn't. That is a fantastic verse, and it is a wonderful truth. Now, as I was thinking about that verse and thinking about what I want to talk about today, like growing up, now, you're going to have to put on your imagination and remembering, you know, but we all think back when we were growing up. And I thought much about that about three weeks ago when I was back in Athens, Georgia. John and I had gone back to do my uncle's park's funeral service, who really was more of a brother to me than an uncle. I was raised by my grandparents pretty much, especially in my boyhood years. And my uncle never married, and he, he lived at home where my grandparents did, and he was 10 years older than me, so as, as I was growing up, he was just 10 years older than me. He was like a 10-year-older brother, and all these years, he has continued to function in that way to me, but as I was back there thinking about growing up, I had, and you did the same thing, you had parents, grandparents, and family giving you advice. Now, wouldn't you agree with that if you stop and think? Uh, we had friends giving you advice. We looked here recently in the book of Job. We just talked about three. Actually, the book of Job mentions four of his friends. We are familiar with three of them, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar. You know, they came and sat down for seven days, didn't say anything. Then everything they said was wrong. But over in about chapter 31 or chapter 32, along in there somewhere, a young guy shows up named Elihu. And he he, he pretty well blasts what those three friends have said. And then he dealt with a thing too, but he gave Job some encouragement in some other ways. But, but we've all had friends to give us advice. Sometimes our doctors give us advice. I was thinking of that yesterday. Like yesterday, a week ago, Monday a week ago, it's seven o'clock in the morning. I was sitting in the doctor's office with, uh, I'd had this ear infection over here from, they said I got that from COVID. Well, we got that cleared up. But then I developed an ear problem over here. And I could tell I was headed. So I said, man, I've got to go to the doctor. And, and he's got it. So when he, he came in the room and he said, has your ear, has it not gotten well? I said, oh, it did. But the other one broke down. And he looked at it and he said to me, are you, um, he said, let me just ask you, are you using some of those Q-tips messing around in your ear. I said, oh yes, I keep my ear clean with that. He said, well, that's, remember this. He said, the smallest thing you should put in your ear ever is your elbow. <laughs> He's giving me advice. I said, well, I'm cleaning the wax out. He said, God gives you wax for a purpose. Leave it alone. I thought, my gracious. I said, well, doc, all I want you to do is fix my ear. I don't really want a lesson on my ear. But anyway, by the way, he, he, he gave me stuff and it all cleared right up. And I'm thankful for that. But doctors do give us advice. Dottie and I are going to have lunch tomorrow with 
a doctor that has been our doctor for like 32 years, and he's he's close to retiring. But uh, I was just thinking about, you, you know, I, I fear tomorrow at my lunch, I'm going to be getting a lot of what I need to do advice. I'm really not looking forward to it, if you want to know the truth. But, but be that as it may. And then I thought about, you know, Pastors and teachers, I mean, you know, uh, we preachers are teaching the Word of God and making application. And teachers, I was thinking yesterday of many of my teachers. Now, you have teachers to give you advice. They do. I, I thought of my fourth grade teacher yesterday afternoon. It was about quarter to six, and I'm trying to get my desk cleared off so I don't have to come back to work today and, and, and pick that thing up again. And and. I remembered, I could just see Mrs. Bowles. That was her name. Uh, my fourth grade teacher. And she would always say to us, you've heard, you, somebody said, never put off anything to tomorrow that you can do what? Today. Well, if I'd listened to Miss Bowles, I never would have gone home last night. I said, okay, Ms. Bowles, I just, you know, I just talking to Ms. Bowles. I'm glad no employee walked in my office and think I'd lost. I'm just talking to there. I said, I'm going to do one more thing, Ms. Bowles, and I'm going to put off till tomorrow what I could do today if I made my day forever. But we've, we've had these people do that. And then people you work with and work for, I mean, they, 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 they give you advice. They, they really do. And uh, I had that experience yesterday morning. I had an 815 meeting with uh, two people on a committee at our church, and we were trying to figure out how to get a thing done, and, and uh, they had good advice. We got it done. Then yesterday afternoon at two o'clock, I had a meeting with uh, two of the personnel committee members in preparation for our personnel committee that'll meet soon, and uh, I was needing some advice on how to handle some things, and I shared one of the needs, and one of them just said, "Well, I'm you know here's what I think," and it was just I thought, man. I'm just so glad we're having this meeting because it was just the perfect solution to what I was kind of dealing with. And so, you, you know, you've had that same kind of thing. And then I thought about, yesterday, I was thinking about this, like as, as I got older, like up in my late teenage years, my dad uh, gave me some very good advice. Now, my dad didn't give much advice, actually. He gave more instructions uh, than he did advice. But he, but he gave me some advice I've never forgotten. He said to me, I, I, I was trying to think, when did my dad say this to me? It was somewhere, probably near the end of my high school years. And he said to me one day, he said, son, when you get grown, you're going to need three things. Number one, you're going to get to need to know the postmaster. And I said, well, now dad, why do I need to know the postmaster? Well, he said, now we were in kind of a small town. He said, well, the postmaster knows everybody in the town, pretty much in a small town. And he's a good contact person. And I, my first church after seminary, the postmaster was a man named Mr. George Bowman. And you know, many of the people in this little town, they had the they went to the post office to get their mail. They had the boxes at the post office. And Mr. Bowman would always be, he knew all these people's names. But when I went to the church, he was a member of the church. He came to me. I had not been there long and said, look, I know a lot of the old people. Many of them not even able to come anymore to church. But if you'd like, I'll be glad one afternoon, maybe a couple hours in that one afternoon a week. I'll, I'll take you and 
you'd never find some of these homes and introduce you. And so for nine years, now I'm sure we missed some weeks, but basically every Thursday afternoon at two o'clock for nine years, I'd go by Mr. Bowman's place and pick him up. And he already had where we were going and we didn't always make every visit. Sometimes we'd talk too long, et cetera. But what, but my dad's advice was good on that. Then my dad said, now I'll tell you something else you're going to need. You're going to need to know the bank president. Well, now back in those years, like banks actually had a president. Like, I mean, there is a bank president, but most of these branches, these people aren't presidents. They, are, they may be the manager of the branch or something. He said, and I said, Dad, why do I need a bank president? He said, well, one day you're going to need to borrow some money. And you need to know who to go talk to about that. And then he said, son, you're going to need to get a good lawyer. You're going to need to know a good lawyer. I said, why in the world do I need a good lawyer? He said, well, you're going to need... You're going to need sometimes some advice about things, and it would be a lawyer. You'd be, interestingly, yesterday afternoon in another meeting, uh, dealing with another issue, uh, I, I, had, I met with a lawyer to say, you know, tell me, your, tell me legally what, what the deal is here that we need to work ourselves through. And so I was thinking, well, Dad gave me some pretty good advice there. Now, uh, you know, I don't remember who gave me the advice that I'm about to share now, but along the way somewhere, and I've searched my brain to remember, and I just can't remember, but someone encouraged me to have some verses that I read and thought about and applied every day to my life. And over the years, I have developed a little list of 10 verses now, on your bookmark today, you're only going to have nine of the ten. The other wouldn't relate to you probably, so I didn't put it on here. But every morning before I read my Bible, that I, must, you know, I, have, a, I have a little Bible reading plan. Before I get into that, before I get into my prayer time, I take my Bible and I'm going to read the, I'm going to look at them. I really have them memorized. <laughs> I'm not going to close my eyes. And sometimes I drop a verse and I add a verse, but by and large, my, I call them my 10 verses. And I, I have found this to be one of the most encouraging, helpful things that I ever do. Now, that being said, open your Bible, turn in page, to page 1082. I've looked all these verses up with your number, if you'll turn very quickly. Here's the first verse, like when I sit down, to, to, I'm going to have my little time with God. Well, I, I, I know the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to read 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. And you look at it in your Bible, page 1082, and here's what it says. If we confess our sins, He, God, is faithful to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, at the end today, and I can see right now I won't finish all nine of these verses, but I'll do it next week too. Uh, some days I'm on that a long time. Because I believe this, that if we've not confessed our sins and asked God to cleanse us, it wouldn't matter what Bible reading plan you're in. If, if you've got someone confess sin that you know, then it's just not going to be a very good. So I, I, I deal with that. And this morning, God convicted me about a, a, a sin that I need to be more disciplined in doing. And I went over and 
read, in fact, I, I thought of the verse and I went back and looked at the verse and I thought, now, you know, I need to, I need to, I, I need to get better on that right there. And, and, uh, but I, that's a great, great start in verse. Now, after I, now I don't just read the verse. I have a little brief prayer about the verse. I just say, now, God, you know, I, 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 if, if I can think of something, I need to ask God's forgiveness at the moment. I, I do. And, uh, and, and, and I don't, normally I don't have to think very long. I, all of us can think of some things to ask God to forgive us for pretty quickly. Could I have an amen to that? <laughs> but, but that, so it's not just reading the verse. It's thinking about, now, is there something in my life? whatever it may be, that I need to ask God to forgive me and cleanse me. Well, I, I get it. Now, when I've read that verse, turn to page 545, if you will, and you'll be in Psalm 119. Turn over to page 545. After I've read that verse, I go over to Psalm 119, and, 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 and I, I, I go to verse 18. If you look in verse 18, here's my second verse. Open my eyes. I'm reading this verse with my eyeballs. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. And then I'm reminded as I read that verse that, you know, the, the, the spirit, this is a key thing, the same spirit who inspired the Bible's writers awaits to illumine its readers. And that's what that verse is talking about. And I just pray now, God, in a moment, I'm going to be reading my, my I'm following my little Bible plan, but before I read anything, I'm asking you to open my eyes, give me a, a heaven enlightenment so that as I read my scripture today, I will see things that I may have read a hundred times, but God, would you just show me things today that I need for me today? So that to me is a very key verse, asking God to open your eyes. You know, it's one thing just to read your Bible. You just read black ink on white paper and say, well, I did it. Got that thing checked off. Now, you're in Psalm 119. Turn over to page 4. Uh, let me see. I want you to go to page 105. It's where I'm trying to get you to go. 547. Turn to page 547. And you're going to still be in Psalm 119. And look at one, verse 105. It's my third verse. It said, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Now, here again, the key is not just to read the verse. It's to think about what is that verse saying for me today. Now, yesterday, I really had a really full Monday. It's not a, I don't need a full Monday. I, Monday morning, I need to kind of get organized, get over and maybe... As far as getting in the office, it should, I hope it's going to be after lunch. Well, yesterday morning was 8.15. Well, I knew what was ahead. And I said, now, God, you know, here, here's kind of what's ahead for me today. Every one of us have something. Now, things happen we don't know, but most of us know some things that's going to happen. Now, God, I just pray your word that I'm going to read today will be a lamp to kind of show me the way to go and a light to keep me on the right path. And so that is a very, very blessed thing to me. Now, you're in the book of Psalms. Turn back, if you will, to page 487. I hope it's where I have you. So I'm trying to get you to Psalm 16. So turn back to the 16th Psalm. And uh, of course, this verse, Psalm 16, verse 8 has been my life verse a long time. I'm going to open it up in another translation. Psalm 16, 8. 
I'm, I'm just reading my little 10 verses. Now, I'm moving quicker than this seems like I'm moving when I'm doing this, just me and God. But I want to go back here to Psalm, uh, Psalm 16, 8 in this Bible. But in, in, in or Psalm 16, 8 in, in the translation you have that says, I have set the Lord always before me because he's in my right hand. I will not be ashamed. Now, I've memorized that verse out of the NIV. Uh, and the NIV says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him in my right hand, I'll not be shaken. I sent that verse to a person this morning going through test at MD Anderson. Very serious. Dottie sent that verse to a person that uh, is, is battling for life this morning. That, uh, and, and she said, share with me a good verse for this person. I said, Psalm 16, 8 and NIV. Tell them to read it in the NIV. And, and, you know, you know, folks have phones. You, you get a Bible app on your phone. I hope you have one because a lot of times we don't have our Bible with us. But if you've got that Bible app on your phone, you can just look up verse anywhere you, in, in, in a verse about any translation you want. It's just amazing. You know, that became my life verse. I've shared this before at the church, so I'm in Psalm 16, 8. Um, back in... Um, I have it written here, Psalm 16, 8. Let me get back to my place. Yeah, on September... The 17th, 2014, I had this Bible right here. I said, we went, Dottie's always going to Lake Tahoe. We went to Lake, well, we were there and we, we, we were out on this little beach and I was just reading my Bible. I ran across that verse and I thought, my, I keep my eyes always on the Lord with him in my right hand. I'll not be shaken. And I wrote in here, my life verse, effective 9, 17, 14, Tahoe. <laughs> then I've, then in years later, I've said, I've, I've recommitted to be my life verse. Then over here, I've got renewed it again on 7-23-2016. Then I renewed it again on January 1, 2019. So I just, that verse is a great verse because as we go through life, a lot of stuff's out there. If we'll just keep our eyes always on the Lord, we will not be shaken. So that's one of my verses. Now you're in Psalms. Go to page 489, 489, and uh, you'll be in Psalm 19. And I want you to look down in verse 14. Psalm 19, verse number 14 says, Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Well, boy, I need that verse every day. Do your words ever mess you up? Yeah, I, I can get in trouble before I get out of bed. Uh, you know, if I, 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 you know, it's just easy to do. You know, I, I just, uh, you know, I want to. Well, but it's not. It's just your words can really. Sometimes they just. We didn't mean it to say what it said, <laughs> and, and, but, but I asked God to help me with that. And then the meditation of my heart would be acceptable. That means be pleasing to God. So I, that's one of my verse. Then if you go to Psalm 86, that'll be on page 527. We're going to make it. I'm just, we're going to make it because I'm on Psalm 86. Let me fly over here in my Bible. Psalm 86 and... Uh, Verse number 11, uh, you're going to beat me there. You, you had to, okay, Psalm 86, verse number 11. And here it is. Teach me your way, O Lord, and I'll walk in your truth. Unite my heart uh, to fear your name. Unite my heart means God give me an undivided heart. 
you know, that's, that's one of the things that happens. So, you know, I want God to teach me how I'm supposed to live my life and, 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 and help, help me to have an undivided heart so I don't, you know, let my thoughts wander off on 40 different things while I'm trying to pray. And then if you turn to page 1044, now you're over in territory, you're very familiar with this verse, Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, 6 and 7. That's all kind of one one verse over here. Philippians chapter 4. And uh, I'm just having to turn and get there with you. And I'm trying to look where I'm asking you to turn. Philippians chapter 4. Be anxious for nothing but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Present your request to God. And the peace of God, which path that all understands, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, don't just read the verse. If you're, if you're anxious about something or worried about something, here's the solution. Just give it to the Lord in prayer and ask God to give you help with that. And you'll be amazed. It may not come that moment, but boy, that peace will finally come. And it'll come because we've put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then, of course, I have two other little quick verses in that same chapter. Look in verse 19, Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. This is one of my verses. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I read it. If I have some particular specific needs, I just share it real quickly with the Lord. And then we'll, we'll not turn to it, but Romans chapter 8, verse 28. We know that all things work together for God and to them who are called according to his purpose. And, you know, I, I may be going through it. You may be going through something. Life doesn't make sense. You don't understand. So now, God, I, I, I don't understand all that. But somehow you're going to work all this thing out for good. Now, I saw an example of that. I'll tell it quick this morning. You know, when Dottie was going through lymphoma and going through all that chemotherapy, I really struggled with that. I thought of all the members of our family, why her? And this morning, I was watching her text somebody, just really battling for their life, taking chemo. And she was, she just knew what to say in that text. She said, now, read, let me read this to you before I send it. Be sure this is okay. I said, <laughs> you know, like if she hadn't gone through what she had gone through, she wouldn't even known to said what she said. So I'm just saying many times what we go through, we might not understand the moment, but God's going to bring good from it. Doesn't mean that's good, but God is going to bring good from it. Now, as you go today, first of all, I did it and I have two minutes to go. Could I have an amen? I'm so proud. I can't wait to tell I. I, I said, John, I preached a full-length sermon on all those verses right there. Now, when you go today, now here's what you may say. You may say, my gracious, I, I, don't, I don't have time to do that plus read some Bible verse. Okay, I understand. I understand. And you, maybe, maybe your situation. But start with at least the first three verses. Start with 1 John 1, 9. Psalm 119, verse 18. Psalm 119, verse 105. Start with those three. And don't feel guilty. Just, okay. I'm, I'm, and, and, and you may come you up with your own list, but I'll tell you what. If you'll prepare yourself mentally and spiritually before you get into your Bible reading and prayer time, it just changes your prayer time. So whoever gave me the advice... You need to, before you read the Word of God, have your prayer time, you need to prepare yourself for it. Just like you 
shower and shave and comb your hair and brush your teeth to get all ready for the day and pick the clothes out you're going to wear and shine your shoes. <laughs> you need to kind of get your soul in shape. And I'm saying to you, my little 10 verses has helped me so much. So don't worry about my 10 verses. I, would, I do give you the advice, at least take the first three and read the verses, but then what? Think about what you've read, apply it to yourself and talk to God about it, and it'll just bless you. Father, I just felt led, not because, I'm not saying do what I do. I mean, it's nothing, I mean, I didn't invent this. But God, we need to understand, we're just probably not spiritually ready to open the Bible and just go to reading. If we've not looked in our own hearts about unconfessed sin, and if we don't ask you to illumine our minds to see things that we otherwise might not see. We'll just read words and then apply it to our life. God, it's, it's some of the best advice I've ever been given. I just pray they'll receive it and may the Holy Spirit guide them to apply it. In Jesus' name, amen.